Hey, everybody. Welcome to the NYC Real Estate Podcast. My name is Mark Levine. I'm the host, and I'm also one of the owners of EBMG, which is a New York City property management company. And we manage co-op, condo, rental, commercial, all types of residential um, and commercial real estate. And I have been with the company for 22 years. Uh, if you want to send us an email to the show, you can do so at nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always call me, 212-335-2723, extension 201. Again, that's 212 212- Three three five two seven two three extension two zero one, and we've been doing a lot of Zoom annual meetings lately. Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, socially distancing going on right now. There's a lot of buildings that we're trying to figure out what was going on in the in the months that were leading up to now to the end of the year. But I think everybody's come to the agreement that in order to keep everybody safe and you know healthy, that we're going to do as much as we can by Zoom. And annual meetings and special meetings are no different than that. And I think. With regards to doing this, it's every night for us, you know, another annual meeting. So doing about 25 to 30 of these in the last three or four months has really kind of gotten us pretty good at it, I think. And we've gotten a little bit better each time, just noticing things that will save a little bit of time here and there, run a little bit more efficient. I think a lot of the work that comes up to make sure that it runs smoothly is going to be done well before the meeting. Um, so when people come on to the meeting, they just see it working smoothly. But we've spent a lot of time inputting different forms on our end so that when we see people pop in on the Zoom, we can quickly sign them in. We can uh, have them figure it out if there's a quorum or not. Then moving past the quorum, going to the voting if there is a quorum um, attached to it. So I'm, I'm doing this video. At, that's also going to be the audio on the podcast. I'm going to put the link if uh, as soon as it's ready into the description of the podcast. So if you're on this, just uh, you can pause this. You can go out and bounce into the video so that you could see my screen, which I'm sharing. And I'm walking you through some different uh, templated uh, spreadsheets and also my Google form so that you could see how I work with the ballots. Um, but right here I have in front of me, and before I start this, if you could like, subscribe, and share uh, this podcast, that would be amazing. We've had a lot of great episodes. We've probably done about 35 or 36 episodes at this point. Um, the feedback has been great, and I know that there is value provided. And if you have any questions, if you want to see anything covered, I am more than welcome, uh, welcoming you to send me an email at nycrealestatepodcast.gmail.com, and I will look at it. We will uh, correspond back and forth, and I can try to get uh, somebody on here if I can't answer it because I learned something from each one of these podcasts and I think that it's uh, super helpful. So here's a spreadsheet that I made up for a building that we just had an annual meeting for and I've cleared out all of the, um, you know, the filled in pieces of information that would um, not make it easy to look at. So right now, this this is a five building uh, complex in the West Village. Um, on the left side, I've from left to right, I've got the building number so that I could easily figure out which building. I've got the apartment number, and I go through each one listed. I've blacked out so that for uh, privacy purposes, but the shareholder names, and this will be important once we start the actual Zoom meeting, and I'll show you why. 
And then this is a co-op, so I've got the shares listed in the next column uh, right next to it. So each apartment and its shares are listed and then totaled at the bottom. And I know that this total comes out to 8,282 shares, so 8,282 shares. And based on the bylaws, the quorum is 51% of the shares in attendance. So I've divided that number and I figured out here what my quorum number is. And there's two ways to mark, be marked present. There's um, if you're there in person on the Zoom, we're going to mark you as present in the present column. So that means that you're actually physically there. And there's also a by proxy. So if you're a shareholder that has given your proxy to somebody else and they're attending on your behalf and they're going to be voting on your behalf, that would be marked here. So uh, the top one is 340 apartment BE. It has 228 shares. If this shareholder is present, I'm going to put 228 here. If they're by proxy, I'm going to put 228 there. And I've added up, I've summed up the totals for all of these columns, and they'll tell me exactly how many I have in total attendance between present uh, and by proxy. So as long as that number is anything over 4142, which is our established quorum, then we will effectively have a quorum. So I'm tracking out, as I said, uh, the building, the apartment number, the shareholder name, the shares, who's present, and um, something that is very helpful is why I type out the shareholder names and not just the apartments is most people, when they sign on to Zoom, they'll have some form of their name in their name. So I'll just either control F while I'm in the spreadsheet or I'll go command F if I'm on my on my Mac and I'll type in the name that I see on the Zoom and it'll usually pull me to a shareholder name and I can figure out who is who by that. And then I'll both sign them in on the spreadsheet and I'll, as the host, I'll go into the Zoom and I'll rename them and I'll put a signed in next to their name and I'll ask them, because I'm talking to everybody on the, on the annual meeting, to please leave the signed in should I put it on there this way that I can track who I've already signed in. And it's helpful when you have 60 or 100 people on the Zoom and you see that there's three people without a signed in next to their name, whether they've not been signed yet or they've removed it, I can quickly uh, pull that information and make sure that the signed in will stay up for the rest of uh, the meeting and I know that I don't have to worry about them in the future. The way that this building is set up and the way that I set up the spreadsheet is that um, in this building, this case, there were five seats that were being voted on for the board. And the bylaws said that uh, the shareholder will have the number of shares for their apartment times the number of candidates or board positions, not the candidates. And that's their total amount of votes that are allowed. Um, sometimes the bylaws will say you could distribute them any way you wish, you know, anywhere from one to five people, or it'll just say uh, pick up to five people. And then those five people will get the share counts that are um, attributed to your apartment. But in this case, somebody could have said, okay, I have a 1,140 votes. Um, I'm running for the board. I'm going to put my entire stack of 1,140 towards me, and I'm not going to vote for anybody else. Whereas other people would choose five people and just evenly distribute it. And then I've got a whole sum function down at the bottom of each of these um, columns. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I don't have the names written here, but they will be um, pointed towards candidates on the ballot. So when I do get the ballot and I'm going to walk you through that, I can definitely easily just say, okay, this person gets this amount of shares, this number gets a, this number of shares, and then that's how I figure out who's going to um, 
be winning on the board. So again, the most important part of this for me is for time purposes, doing this beforehand so that I can figure out who the shareholders are as soon as they come in the room. And if I can't figure out who they are because maybe their display says iPhone or it says iPad or it's not a name that I recognize or they're working on a friend's computer, I can talk to them on the Zoom and quickly sign them in, change their name on Zoom and then put them as signed in. Um, the way that I've also set this one up, which I don't do for everyone, but so there's, let's say in this case, 1,140 votes allowed. I figure out on the right side um, how many total votes they're leaving over if they didn't use all their votes, or I can see if they've used too many votes. And it, it as let's say you're on here, but uh, if you're watching what I'm doing, you can see I put 200 shares in this first column. It shows that I cast 200 and my total allowance is 940. So I'll be able to easily tell if somebody um, goes over or goes under and then we could clarify the vote as we need. So this is my sign-in spreadsheet. This is how I track, as I said, uh, present by proxy and it's also how I track the end of um, the votes once the votes come in. And why don't we go towards that next? Um, the ballots, you know, we usually do paper ballots, but since we're doing everything online and presumably everybody that's on the Zoom has either access to a computer or they can gain access to a smartphone, I'm going to send out a link once we've established at that um, annual meeting that there's both a quorum and that there's a vote. Because sometimes you'll have a quorum but not a vote. Let's say you have five candidates that are running for the board and there's five seats. If nobody else says that they want to vote, you could just make a motion by affirmation uh, at the actual annual meeting just saying I make a motion to somebody on the board I make a motion to appoint these five people to these five open spaces as a slate essentially you don't need to have an election where you need to have an, an election is if there are six or more people um, because now you have to whittle down who's going to get the votes so the way that I did it and this is how I pretty much do all of my um, annual meeting ballots now is by Google Forms I just put in all of this information, I asked them to provide their name, their email, and their cell phone number. Um, I've done the work up front. So all the buildings and share counts and votes permitted that you've seen on my spreadsheet, I've, I've translated those over into a forum on the Google where they've picked their apartment. So you could see exactly what we saw before, which is the very first one, which is that 340 BE apartment. And we noted on the spreadsheet that they have 1,140 votes permitted. So he could just, or she could just pick that. And now that's up there. We're choosing up to five people. And I say, please choose up to five candidates for the board of directors. Again, if you have three, five, seven, nine, 11, 13, whatever your board number is, this has to be made for each individual one. And I ask that person that's signing this form to pick up to five. And we say that anything more than five will be void. And we ask them if they voted for it because remember, you can allocate shares in this case, however you see fit. So we ask that if you voted for number one, two, three, four, five, or six, to please allocate the number of votes towards that candidate that you wish. And then the very last part is to make sure that they didn't allocate more is just to verify that they've um, checked out just to make sure that their math is right. The 1,140, it's not over the 1,140, so it won't be a, um, a void ballot. But all this work beforehand creating this is going to lead to a very quick um, review because when I get the results of this um, 
when I get the results of these ballots, it's going to be, you know, I've, I've stated one, two, three, four, five, six easily to match up with my one, two, three, four, five, six on my spreadsheet for the candidate numbers. So when I see that, you know, 340BE has 228 chairs, they're allowed 1,140 votes, I can see their response and then I could just plug in very easily and move it over. So this whole building will take me less than, you know, 20 minutes entirely once I have all of the responses to go through and plug in the share counts, double check that everything is right. And because it's a Google form, I can just download that as a separate uh, CSV file and just export it out of Google's, um, the forms website. And I save that in my Dropbox folder for this annual meeting in this building so that there's a backup and just showing that the data that I have matches the data that I inputted. Um, Something very important is just making sure that everybody knows that if they have more than one um, ballot, that they have to do this twice or three times, however many times that you have um, that information. You know, if you have three apartments that you have a proxy for, plus you have yours, if that's allowed, then you would have to do this four times or three times over and just, you know, go back into that blank, um, the blank ballot as it is. So that's how we're tracking that. For the bigger buildings, what I found is a lot um, more helpful is by, with the annual meeting uh, notice, just sending a piece of paper that has in huge letters to that individual apartment, their apartment number on it. And we ask that that's like an apartment placard. So if you sign on to Zoom and you can't figure out how to rename yourself, you can't figure out how to talk, you can always just hold up your sign saying, okay, I'm an apartment BE or a 340BE, and then I'll know as the host, okay, I could sign you in easily, I could change your name, and I can just make sure that you're accounted for. Um, annual meetings are super easy to do now, uh, just making sure that everybody gets in on time. I typically open up my room about 30 minutes before the actual annual meeting starts, and I sit there, and I think that it's worth it for me to spend the extra time just waiting for people to show up, and when it's not so crowded, just walking people through how to rename themselves, that even in the larger buildings where I've had 120, 150 people, within 10 minutes of the meeting being called to start, we've we've got literally everybody signed in. We've got a quorum established if it's there, and we start the process. Um, there are also helpful things that you could do from a building perspective to make it a little bit easier for the shareholders. Um, one thing that we do is uh, candidates night in some buildings where it'll be a separate night where only the candidates – um, from the bill, for only the candidates for the board are going to come on to this meeting. We're going to tape the meeting. It's going to be just, uh, hey, I'm so and so. This is why I'm running for the board. This is why I think that I could be uh, helping. This is my background. And then we can record that and then we could send that out as a link to all the shareholders or the unit owners to look at once they are in their own home they can review all the candidates information they can see it they could you know they can hear it and then we don't have to spend the time doing that similarly you could also do that with the accountant if you wanted to you could have the accountant do a pre-run um financial statement overview so they could look at the audit you can record them you can share the screen they can walk you through the financial statement and then we can take any questions and answers as we go um, there's a lot of you know different things that we could do from management perspective and from the board's perspective to make the annual meeting night a little bit easier um, we also ask that 
everybody, because it's Zoom, there's a lot of microphones, there's a lot of video. As much as possible, we try to mute people so that they will not throw off a lot of background noise. And me as the host of the Zoom, I actually do monitor the levels to see, okay, whose microphone is throwing off noise and I'll just mute you and I ask that you don't um, take offense to that. And I always say that too, don't take offense to me muting you. It's, it's for the, you know, for the greater good of everybody being able to hear so that's the voting spreadsheet. That's the sign-in ch- spreadsheet. And then once all of those t- are tabulated, I'll see who the top five out of six are. And then I save that. If there's anybody that has an issue with um, using too many votes or using too little votes because everybody has submitted their contact information to me, I can go through that. Um, that's very helpful. I also have a document that I'm working on that I'm more than happy to, if you email me, um, I will definitely send you um copy of it and I'm opening it up now let's see if it'll open up well it may not open up my Mac is a little slow today ah here we go okay um, so it goes through a number of the things that we discussed. Uh, if you have telephone attendees, that's another important thing. I asked that before the meeting. If, if somebody feels like they're going to be attending by telephone, it only shows up as a, a phone number on the attendance list. So I like to get the numbers beforehand. I'll put that into the spreadsheet that I just showed you. And then once they come in, I know exactly who is there, who's got that phone number. And then I delete the phone number from the spreadsheet, but I rename then the phone number as the apartment, and I at least note that they're signed in. Um, inspectors of election is interesting this way around because we're not um, we're not having the inspectors of election that you would normally have. And for those that may not know, inspectors of election are people who are appointed by the mostly usually the board president to oversee the election to ensure that it is fair and free um, from undue influence. And it's typically somebody that's not running for the board or not a board member. And it's somebody who is going to be just um, charged with making sure that the votes are counted the proper way. Um, in this case, what we'll do is we'll ask that if there's any objection to the property management company, since we're an independent, impartial party, just reviewing and having all this. And as I said, all of this data is available for backup if the board needs to see it or if the lawyer needs to see it and we'll count it because it is mostly online. We're also just releasing that um, ballot the night of the meeting. We're typically giving people until the next morning around 10 to leave the the meeting um, elections open so that people who are attending on the phone or they need to get access to a computer can have the time to do that. And I have had no problems with that. For the larger buildings, maybe we even leave it open until 4 p.m. the the day after the annual meeting. Um, But it's super easy. We can also just, for those people that don't have email and require a paper ballot, we can also ask that um, anybody that needs one will send a paper ballot as soon as we know exactly who the candidates are, and then we can leave open the voting and we can have a lockbox inside the, the building or staff members can, if it's a sealed envelope, can collect it and give it to the manager and we can add that to the list. Um Sometimes a dry run is helpful. Some buildings choose to do a dry run uh, where they'll just make sure that everybody knows how to log on to Zoom. So you could do that as a candidate tonight if you didn't want to tape it, or you could just have a separate login. You know, just here's a 30-minute test. Everybody come on a week before the annual meeting or the special meeting. Let's just figure out how we're going to do this just so that you can see it. There is a lot of anxiety the first time that a building does this. Um, From our perspective, we always say it's it's going to be fine. It's not a big deal because we're we're used to it. But for the buildings that um, this is the first time that 
the shareholders are getting together or the unit owners are getting together or even the board's getting together over Zoom, it could be a little uh, tricky, you know, for them to go through that. But we're here to walk them through um, and do that as much as possible. I, th I think my next career after this uh, real estate, if it doesn't work out, it's going to be a Zoom moderator. I think I've gotten it pretty down. And if you want help um, with your building, I'm more than happy to kind of set you up the right way. But it's all about the pre-work. It's making sure that your spreadsheet is the right uh, spreadsheet. It's making sure that your ballot is set up the right way to make sense. Any little thing that you can do to take away confusion from the beginning is going to be super helpful. And it's going to make your meeting go so much faster. You're going to uh, figure out very quickly if there's a quorum for let's say uh, let's say you do have a 60 unit building it could take in person conservatively 20 to 30 minutes for sign in when we're dealing with this on zoom it's it's we're not there's no lines people just show up we don't put them in the waiting room they come into the zoom room we're renaming we're figuring out who's who and there's zero interruption and we can even have the meeting start while we're still signing people in and you know even while we're sharing our desktop we can do that um sharing our screen so that's really uh the quick uh two minute process uh, i won't say two minutes but we've been talking for about 20 minutes on zoom meetings uh for anybody out there again uh email us at nyc real estate podcast at gmail.com again that's nyc real estate podcast at gmail.com i'm mark levine you can find my company ebmg at www.ebmg.com also, um, at EBMG LLC, all over social media. And I'm going to, as I said, incorporate the link to the video so that if you would like to see the spreadsheets and the, and the um, Google Forms that I was showing off during this podcast, you can do so. I was hoping to get as much of an audio overview as much as a visual overview if you're listening in the car. But it will be there for when you are not driving. And I hope that that is helpful. My corporate email is mblevine at ebmg.com. You can always email me. And please, if you've made it this far, subscribe, rate, share this podcast. Uh, the more ears and eyes, the better. And if this happens to be the last podcast of the year, which I hope it's not, I want to wish everybody a safe and happy holiday. 